You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Another week without a big Tom Davis. For those of the listeners who are worried, he hasn't crashed his stunt car. He's just working very hard. Um, he's, he's building a masterpiece. King Gary, watch it when it comes out. New series. Right. This week, I'm very, very excited. I've got one, another one of my mates, but he's a Premier League legendary centre-half. Over 400 games in his career in English football, spanning 19 seasons, across the likes of Cardiff, West Ham and Villa, the Welsh wizard, the Ginger Pele. It is Mr. James Collins. Ginger, how are you, fella? I'm good, Cole. How are you, mate? Was that big enough for you? Yeah, I don't know. I was a bit, getting a bit embarrassed then reading that, mate. Mate, listen, fucking, you are one of the top governors. When I when I signed for West Ham, we will go into that. But when I signed for West Ham, and um, you look at the players and I go, I wonder what he's like. First game, you've just banged <laughs> two in against Man United. I'm yeah, pissed. yeah, yeah. Remember, I was talking to my son about that earlier on. Unbelievable. Going, oh, I'm on with Coley. He was like, oh, yeah, remember that game when he, uh, I think it was your first game back. Yeah, my it? first game back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whipped them both in. Both slid off my head into the top corner. Two nice headers, mate. Off the old slap bed, mate. Love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, mate. All right, Gene, I don't know if you've listened to this, but we get into a bit of your career. We're going to get into a bit of your West Ham, your Villa time. Um, but, mate, the Welsh national team, which is, yeah, yeah. you know, you had that massive 2016. Um, just quickly, mate, from Cardiff, because I know. I think we talked about this, but you come down from Cardiff and you got dropped off into West Ham, into the heart of Essex. How was that for a for a, for a young Welsh man into that sort of oh, bucker still out? And I didn't know what hit me, Coley. You can imagine. <laughs> I was I, I was just moved out of my mum and dad's house, bought my own house back home in Wales, and then got the move to Cardiff. I, I was lucky, you know. Obviously, they signed me and Danny Gabbard on together, so I had me mate there as well. That sort of. Sort of made it a bit easier, but mate, honestly, my eyes lit up as soon as I uh, as soon as I got an N25 mate up from Cardiff. That was uh, that was it, <laughs> and I and I loved it ever since, mate. I mean that that time of, we've like I said with Gabs, you formed a great partnership. You know, 21 ginger when you come down, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. into straight into you know the the Essex life. Who was the senior players in the dressing room that that, that took you under their wing? Um. To be fair, Coley, looking back, we didn't have that many. You know, obviously it was Alan Pardew was the manager. Yeah. We had a very young squad, you know, Anton Ferdinand, Nigel Riococo was captain at the time, very young. Um, just caught the back end of Don Hutchinson, those sort of boys, you know, Lo- yeah. Lomi was still there at the time. Um, so those sort of lads, but they were sort of getting filled out. So um, I came into the dressing room that was, that was relatively young, but a, a, a real, real good set of lads, you know, made us feel welcome. The band there was brilliant and, and, and the boys were enjoying their football. So it was a... For me, it was one of my fondest times looking back. You know, obviously, it was such a big move into London, but then to go into a dressing room with the lads with just top draw was was something special that I always look back on. Yeah, um, we listen. I knew of you in the town. We have your mutual friends. You found the the, the pubs and the nightlife yeah. in Essex quite well. The old <laughs> favourite haunt, New Bar. Yeah, mate. Classic. You're a legend. Legend of New Bar. Yeah, I think I had a few shirts on the wall in there over the, over the years, <laughs> mate. The amount, the amount, especially in the early days, the amount of time I spent in there. Um, yeah, just slipped in, mate. Just found found everything about it. The uh, the people around Essex, the West Ham fans, took to me straight away. I don't know if it was the way I played or the sort of the way I, the the lad I sort of was, you know, pretty pretty old school, pretty pretty normal lad off the pitch. And um, yeah, they just embraced me, and I, I I swallowed it up. To be honest, I um I loved every part of living in London and, and playing for West Ham. Yeah, mate. Listen, when I think of you, Ginger, I don't think of 
Until you speak, I think you just as an East London boy because, like you said, the fans yeah. just embraced you, didn't they? And obviously, I was at Chelsea at the time, but yeah. my pals are West Ham, so I used to come over and watch. And obviously, you should watch your team and, like you said, Rio Coker and, and uh, Anton and it was a young team. But they just took to you, mate, and it's like a second yeah. home. And how was that period of your career? Was that a, was that your your most favourite part? Do you think? Yeah, definitely my most favourite part. Like I said, I think I can only you know what's like, Cody. I mm. think I can only put it down to you know no bones about it. I, I certainly wasn't the best player to ever play for West Ham, but um, every time I played, I I done my best. I, I, I you know I put me wore me out on the sleeve, and 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 that's what sort of the fans like. You know, working class lad who's come in and and enjoying every minute of it. And um, I think that's what the fans like. Like I said, I, I I left everything on the pitch every time I pulled that West Ham shirt on and. Still to this day, mate, I've get I get West Ham fans on my Instagram and everything, just just you know, just saying how much they appreciate what I did for the club and and the way I played the game. Yeah, and I think you've underplayed yourself on the ball, Ginge, like as well, because yeah. you could handle the ball. You can't play in Premier League for as long as you no. have without being handled. You you was no problem on the ball. And no, I, I could. I remember, I remember the story now. I don't know if you remember this, but <laughs> when I went and played, you got left out of the squad and we out of the team. And we got fucked off with um, Ian Hendon oh, to do Hendo. the 11 assignment. He was raging. And I was seeing your head and I was like, Ginge, Ginge, yeah, you listen, me. calm down. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck him, fuck him, whatever. Like, and, and he set up this like unopposed session and you had it in your head that you were so angry you were just going to boot the ball away. Yeah, but yeah. every time you tried to put it away, it was like, it turned into Glenn Oddle. And I, you weren't happy with a banter. You tried to kick it out of this thing and it was going 60 yards onto someone's toe that way. I was, I was even swinging my left foot at some of them and they were going to, going to my own players. It was like, the best, best, session, best session I've ever done, mate. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was literally, I remember, I was pissing myself laughing because I could see totally. what you were trying to do. But I was like, oh. Mate, t- talking about like being on the ball and I remember playing next to Gabs. He was... Like I said, I don't want to do myself an injustice. I could play like, but Gabs was silky. He just reminded me of Rio. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That sort of centre half. So we'd be playing like, especially down in Cardiff, and I'd boot the ball into the stands. Get get rid of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The old school one. Gabs would turn to me and go, "I'd go, I'd go to Gabs. Don't worry, Gabs. They can't score out there. Make the balls in the stand. They can't score from there." <laughs> Gabs would look at me and go, "Ginge, we're fucking two 0 down, mate." <laughs> <laughs> We need the ball on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. So you and Gabs, you had that season. Yeah. You said you weren't in it. Anton played. Malky, Christian coming to the end. But you got to an FA Cup final, June. Talk to me yeah. about that, mate. Because for, for West Ham, and yeah, West Ham fans will listen to this, obviously, because you're on. That, like, that was like the holy grail, that game. Yeah. My, my pal. Totally, it, was, it was in Cardiff as well. Yeah. Can you imagine my family, mate? The amount oh. of tickets I had to get for that game. The... <laughs> I think I did hundred grand on tickets. Done <laughs> <laughs> you signing um, on for you on tickets. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mad one because we we had a great run in it, and I played in the run up, and we played uh, we played Middlesbrough at Villa Park in a semi final. Yeah, and me, me and Anton were sort of in and out, and they guessed the semi final. We win one 0 Anton plays right back, I play centre half. So get to the night before the game, Paz is doing his meeting, he leaves me out for the cup final, and I'd done really well in the semi and that, and he played. Scaloni? He played Anton back at centre half, and he played Scaloni at right back. And he made the rick, didn't he? For the and goal. he ricked it, mate. Yeah. yeah. And I was few. I was obviously fuming. I wasn't playing, but like not not fuming enough. I was never mm. one of them that would be fuming to to show it to the lads. You know what mm. I mean? FA Cup final. I was deep down. I was fuming, and because mm. um, I'd done so well. And then he plays Lionel right back and uh, Scaloni right back and Anton at centre half, and he he fucks up for the for the equaliser last minute. So yeah, but honestly, Lionel like, had a Lionel. 
He did, mate. All he, had, all he had to do, Cole, you watch it back, all he mate, had to do is that they run out for a goal kick. Mate, uh, for people listening, when it's footballers and it's big games like that and things like that happen, yeah. I bet every time you watch that, you sort of lost, you, if you catch it on telly, you'll be like, just kick it away. You yeah, feel yeah. like you can change time, don't you? I've had it yeah, so yeah, many yeah. big games where... I've done something stupid or someone in the team's done something stupid and it's cost us and it's just horrible. He like yeah, haunts you, don't it? Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Because I mean, looking, we're looking at the West Ham team now. Yeah. Like, from afar, obviously, we speak to Nobes and that. It, they're just having it off at the moment. They, everything's yeah, yeah. working for them. And what do you, what do you, what do you make of this, this, this current crop? I, I think it's, I think a lot needs to come down to the manager. Mm. Um, not all of it. Obviously, the players have been fantastic. But I think, looking, certainly when I left and then Pellegrini come in, yeah. I, I sort of looked at that squad and I thought, obviously, you had the backbone nobs and the, and the, and the British lads who were, well, you know what you're going to get for. But I just find them a bit a bit wishy-washy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Under Pellegrini and I don't think they're really up for the fight and stuff like that. And the mentality wasn't right. And then, to be fair to Moisey, because I worked with him when he came in the first time, Moisey, I thought yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah. How he, how he was, like, on the training pitch and how... how regimented he was with set plays and stuff like that yeah and he came in straight away after Pellegrini and he just changed it all he got rid of the got rid of the bad eggs or what seemed like bad, mm. egg, bad eggs do you know what I mean you get them in the dressing room Cody, yeah. don't it? do you know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the ones that a little bit of poison saying stuff when they ain't playing in it and it ain't good for a team and it seemed like Moisey got them out and it, it looks like they've got the the best team spirit yeah. since I've seen since probably I left yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean, not 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 since I left. Is in that sort of team spirit, the togetherness, the us against the world sort of mentality we had. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it comes down to the manager. I think no, Nobs does a massive job there behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? He's he's a manager's dream, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've Mate, been him in the dressing room. Hundred percent. He's he's as good as I, I said this. I've said it on there. I mean, I've played with some of the. You know, I've been blessed. I've played with some of the greats. You know, in in England, like you, John Terry, the great captains. You know, David Beckham for England. Um, Stevie G. Nobs. No, listen, Nobs wouldn't even... Oh, he's not that level of player. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of influence on a dressing room and our importance to a club, Nobs is up there. Because you said he he, he, he's, he, he gets the, he gets that... He sets the tone, don't he, in the dressing room? Yeah. And, they, and having Moisey in there, they, um, they've just got it right at the moment. I, 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 you, would, you, you, know, you in your prime would slip right into that West Ham yeah. team. You'd be having a great time, middle of the back three. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, well, i got to play in the middle because you know I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> or were you spraying them at about like in that yeah, session? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. That was that. That was a one-off, that. Ginge, the next season, the great escape season. So West Ham, yeah. the Icelandic owners come in, sign Tevez and Mascherano, two of the best young players in world football. Shady dealings. East London knows all about them. <laughs> but they come in, you know, and still to this day, like... They they didn't settle straight away, didn't he? I think he's playing Hayden yeah. instead of Mascherano. Hayden's a good player, but isn't Mascherano went on to be one of the greats. You know, Marlon and uh, head of who's a very good player, but head of Tevez who went on to be one of the top players. So, but they got yourselves into trouble. And then talk to me about that great escape, the last seven or eight games. Because looking from afar, like I said, as an ex West Ham player, I remember looking at your fixtures going, you're yeah. doomed, and you've done it. So how was that? Well, it was mad because everyone thought we were doomed. I, I always say it is in the last ten, nine or ten games. I think we got, we went away to. It was mad. We shouldn't. We should never. Everyone says it. Who gets relegated? Almost yeah. relegated. We should never been in that position. But we were. We weren't good enough. I think we had a bit of a hangover from the FA Cup final. Pards got sacked. Curbs came in. Yeah. 
it was all a bit of a mix-up. Obviously, with signing Tevez and Mascherano, everyone was like, where have these two boys come from? Turn up, and it's all a bit mad. And then we get down to the last 10 games. Um, and we go away to Blackburn, we get a scabby win. I think Bobby, Bobby Zamora scores a goal, and we, and we nick a 1-0 goal it wasn't. Oh, yeah. no, nick a 2-1, sorry. And then it just rolled, mate. We, uh, we, we were keeping clean sheets, I think. You know, looking back, Tevez gets all applauded scoring these goals. But I think we conceded, I think we conceded like, oh, we got eight, cle- no, sorry, six clean sheets out of the last nine games or something like that. That's you know championship I mean? we, winning yeah. four minutes. We went to, uh, went to the Emirates. Like, this That's is a game. Do you know what I mean? Not, it's, it's not luck because you're going there to, to defend and score, but they had 38 shots on goal that game, Cody, and we won 1 0. How many did you block? I reckon you blocked about yeah, 36 of them. Yeah, well, Robert Green had the best game of his life that day and he didn't have many. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, stuff like that. And then obviously, clean sheets. We beat Everton at home 3 0, who were cooking at the time. And, you know, we had Lucas Neal there. I don't know. You yeah. know West Ham fans probably won't look back at Lucas really and, and, and think what a good player. But on and off the pitch, that those last 10 games, he was, he was phenomenal. The stuff he was doing, meetings, motivational meetings, sort of stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was, he was brilliant. And we had a set of lads. You know, there was no, in those last 10 games, there was no tactical genius from Curbs. There was no, no like, working hard on the, working at this on the, on the training pitch and doing this. It was pretty much your good players go out there, defend well and, and, and try and get a win. And, and that's what we've done. Bobby Zamora doesn't get enough credit that he, mm. he scored four massive goals in the running there. You know, obviously everyone talks about Tevez, but Bobby was unbelievable. He was unplayable for the last 10. Defending really well. And then obviously it all culminates in, in going to Old Trafford. And getting one of the most unbelievable and just one nil one nil wins I think I've ever been involved in, mate. It was unbelievable. And, and yeah. talk about players like Lucas Neal. I don't know Lucas, but I know like of him. But and and yeah. fans don't see that type that no, type of, of character or the sort of influence they have. And our footballers, when we talk, are important. You when you look back at them type of people are them players are they keeping together. Kevin Nolan was another one. He was Same brilliant mate, in the yeah. dressing room, Kevin. Wasn't he? he was like, yeah. he's the key. He was people. unbelievable for us, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And like you say, that's the that's the stuff that that's the stuff that the, the fans don't see. Do you know what I mean? Especially mm. like the older boys. That's that's why Nobs will be unbelievable at, at West Ham next year. Signing mm. his signing his next year. He, he, Nobs knows he ain't going to play every game. Yeah. He, he'll play a couple of cup games and he'll come in, but he'll be unbelievable in that dressing room for that group of lads. Nice and that's, transition. And that's what I've, I've yeah. And I've always been lucky at West Ham. I've had. I've worked under Nobes, Kev Nolan, and Lucas Neal. Probably, I'd, I'll put them down as you know, three of the best captains I've ever worked for. Not just what they've done on the pitch, but what they did around the club and, and in the dressing room for, for the other players around them. Yeah, that's important, mate. That's important. It was there when, when Faubert went to Real Madrid. No, mate, I just left. And I think I remember turning the te- Nobes phoning me up going, how's this guy? His, his agent's Paul Daniels or something here. <laughs> first game, first game falls a kip on the bench, did he, or something? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Nobs says a great story about it. He says Zola was in charge. And um, he's like, you know when you go to a away game and you've got like 16, the bare 16, and yeah. they'd sold him that morning. The, the lads went asleep uh, and then Julian weren't there for the pre-match meal. And so Franco's had to tell the lads. We've uh, <laughs> he said he, said he couldn't keep a straight face. Trying to say, we want to go with 15 today, lads, because... Um, we sold Julian Faubert to Real Madrid. Like the, lad, the lads started having it. <laughs> Nobs thought fell off his seat. I mean. yeah, he said he couldn't believe it. He said he's one. In. I've, ne- I've never seen a man cross so many balls down the Barking Road in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> he used to hit the ball so hard that it'd go nowhere near where he was meant to be putting it. Hey, listen, and he's he, laughing. And he, he's and called... he nicked to move to Madrid. 
Hey, yeah, fella Kip on the bench. Good luck to him. Oh, Good luck mate, to him. Unbelievable. Um, so, Ginge, I, I, I like when I get defenders on because I think you guys, you're marking the Omri's, the Ronaldo's, the yeah. Rooney's. Who was, who was your toughest opponent of all your four, over 400 games? Mate, I say it every time. I get asked, oh, you can imagine, yeah. you get yeah. that. There's a centre half, you get asked this all the time. And it's one of your mates. Go on. Didier Drogba, mate. Yeah. Ah, uh, every time. I, I think you had a spell every time of beating us 4-1. It always seemed to be 4-1 when we played you boys. <laughs> and I just, it, I, I, I never got nervous before a game or think about, right, I'm playing against so-and-so today or, you know, what am I going to do against him? But mm. every time Drogba, like the night before, I was thinking, oh, I've got big DDA tomorrow, body bar. And he just used to pull my pants down every time, goalie. Like, taught a lesson. He just had everything, didn't he? He did. Quick. He did. Strong, movement, finishing. Just had the lot. And yeah, I always struggled against him. Obviously, yeah. I played against some absolute worldies. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like Henri's and, and Shiva and Michael Owen and that. But the, the, the opponent that I had my toughest time against, for sure, was, was big DDA. He, yeah. just, he, just had, he just had me on toast. Like, like join the list. Like I've seen him do things to the centre halves, mate. Yeah. Do you know what he used to do? And I don't know if he did this on purpose, but he used to have his shirt off in a dress in the tunnel on yeah. the way out, lathered up, like watered up. He looked like an Adonis. Yeah. And I should look. He'd be in the tunnel when he'd just be, you know, he's a he was a proper man, wasn't he? Yeah. And I look round and I'd look at him <laughs> and I think, oh, squeaky bum time plays for the centre half. He'd come out in his, with his top off. I'd have mine off, and I'm thinking, I bet put mine on. I've had fifteen. <laughs> I've had fifteen pints last weekend. I don't, I don't think Big Didier has. Mate, Ginge, I've seen him do some thing, some naughty things to some of the best centre halves in Europe. Yeah. We played, we played Bayern Munich in the quarter final of a Champions League. What he done to Lucio, mate, a World Cup winner, yeah. was like it was illegal. I thought the old Bill would start. He was like. We, you know, because we used to mix it up a bit. We used to play, yeah. and then sometimes first part, first we scored early on in the game. It's gone up to him. He's knocked it down. We scored, and then he bullied like. And then you think, oh, let's do that again. Like bang, yeah. we just turned into Wimbledon from the nineties <laughs> for the game because he was just and Lucia. You can see he's pulling his hair out. He, could, yeah. he, he couldn't when he was on form. You're right. He was unplayable. He, in you know, yeah, especially game. especially especially against those centre halves, the Brazilian boys, and, and oh. they don't, they can't, they don't, they're not used to that. Do you know what I mean? I used to love that, Coley. Yeah, give me a give me a big set, give me a big centre forward over a little a little quick one all day, yeah. and I'll have a battle with him and that. And yeah. you know, you, you try and get in a battle with him, and you just <laughs> you'd come off feeling like he was like a twelve year old boy, just being absolutely handed to you. Do you know what I mean? Strong, just strongest had, had man. everything, had yeah, everything. Strong, but like I said, man. I played against some of the the world's best, but in just sticks out a mile for me what he you know how tough it was against him yeah no fair yeah fair point mate. you won't be don't worry you won't be the yeah, first I was going to say that I won't be the only one <laughs> yeah listen Ginge I'm glad we're on Zoom and not near you <laughs> mate when the, um, the boys in the office are asking me to ask you about the Berbatov skill and and, yeah. and, and did the lads give you a bit bit after uh, it do you know what Cody right they didn't because no? <laughs> Well, I fucking would have decided. I know. Well, no, not because of that. Do you know what? I'm running. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think the ball's going out of play anyway to start yeah. with. So I'm sort of half jogging over, yeah. half thinking, ah, he ain't getting that bloody ball. And then I get there, I'm thinking, right, he, he can't do nothing here. I've got him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And before I know it, he's he's gone past me and crossed it, and Ronaldo's tapped it in. So I know what he's done. So I've gone in at half time, and Zola's hammering me. Is All he? the boys are like hammering me, Cody, and he's he didn't have that, Franco. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Body bar. I went, boss. Just before you carry on, 
Let's go have a little look at the laptop and see what he's done for me. <laughs> what he's done to me. Do you know what I mean? Thinking, and I know and Franco loved a bit of skill and all yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? He went over and had a little, after he'd said his piece, went over and had a little look. And he come back. <laughs> Franco, bless him, shook me hand and went, sorry, Jim. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just because he, he, he was that sort of player himself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he just, not loved it because we were two no yeah. down, but he, he appreciated the, the skill and what he actually did rather than me ambling out there like a big donkey and not, and not sorting it out. But, um, it was a great bit of skill. He, he came over and shook me hand, bless him. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal what he did. I still don't know how he'd done it, to be honest. He's, he was too nice to be a man, the manager, Franco. Is it, was you in the, um, was you training that time? The lads were telling me when he's joined uh, in and he's, go on, tell us that story. Coley, it's come to a point, right? I'll go back to that story. It's come to a point with Franco. Me and Nobes was about, we're having a full-blown serious conversation about knocking on his door and asking him to play on a Saturday. <laughs> it, it, what he was doing, I think Matt, first day training, He's in, he's got his boots on, he, he look, looks phenomenal, Barnet yeah. and all that. So he comes in, Matty Upson centre-half at the time, I, I, I think he was skipper at the time at West Ham. Borges played up the Franco, he does some mad little roll on Matty Upson, puts him on his ass, and dinks Rob Green, our goalkeeper. And we're like struggling at the time, we're thinking, the gaffer's absolutely ruining our confidence here. <laughs> it, was just, it was just off the charts what he was doing. And, and I swear to God, that's Nobs. We was close to knocking on his door and asking him to play on a Saturday, Mate. he was that good. He was some player, wasn't he? Some wow. player. What a, what a fellow as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't you don't meet you don't meet people like that in football no. too often. Do you know what I mean? Just come in and say you'd lost on a Saturday. He wouldn't all be football doom and gloom like some managers on a Monday. He'd ask you how your family was, how, how yeah. the kids were. Do you know what I mean? And, and sort of take not take the pressure off because you know pressure's always on being a Premier League footballer. But he just broke it up. He was just uh, just an absolute gentleman. Yeah, he was, mate. Still is a gentleman. Um, yeah, wish yeah. him well, whatever he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, Ginge, comes to the yeah. point. Aston Villa, mate, what, what, talk to me about that that time of your life. What were you thinking? Yeah, Ed was all over the gaff. You must admit, Coley, to be fair. Uh, I was playing all right. Frank was, I started the season really well. We went to Wolves, no scored. We got a, a win. And then a couple of games in, playing really well. And... Uh, Franco and Steve Clark pulled me and said we've 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 accepted a bid off Stoke to start with. Right. So I, I didn't fancy it. Didn't want to leave. Loved it. Like you say, everyone knows I loved I loved my time in London. Did they loved explain? The club. Didn't you? Did they explain to you? Was you playing in the team at the time? I was in the team, mate. I was in the team, and, and the they, only sort of accepted a bid. Yeah. The, the the only sort of explanation I got, mate, looking back, was that the banks had gone. Egger had done his dough. Right. And, and the club were banging Russia, basically banging trouble. Yeah. And uh, I could be getting this wrong, but I remember having a conversation with basically saying they needed the five, five and a half million pound. Right. And it was sort of, as a, as a, by then, I was a West Ham fan. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And loved the club. But then I'm also thinking I'm after in the club a favour. Do you know what I mean? Didn't yeah. want to go. Obviously, my missus, Samantha, was from Louth and loved everything that down there. But yeah, Stoke come in. Five, five mil or something like that. And I was, I was still close with Matty Evenden for my time yeah. at West Ham, who was, who, was, who was at Stoke at the time. And Tony Pulis was from Newport, back home where I'm from. So it sort of appealed to me. Do you know what I mean? The way they played. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, I was, I was a bit of an old school defender. Would have, would have slipped in there nicely. So I went up and spoke to him. I knew most about it. It's clubs you've yeah. gone to. I just, it just didn't get that, didn't get the feeling. Do you know what I mean? Up there, I don't know if it was no disrespect, like the area, or I don't know that like I was big civil regis was my agent at the time. God bless him. Yeah. And, uh, I, 
he was going, he, he went to me, Ginger, ask a few questions. Ask, ask Tony Pulis what you're doing training, blah, blah, blah. Ask the boys. And so something didn't sit right, Cody. I, like, yeah. no disrespect to Tony Pulis or nothing like that. It just didn't, I, I think back in my mind, obviously I didn't want to leave West Ham. So I, I, I turned down Stoke. I come back down to West Ham and, uh, and spoke to Jan Franco and Steve Clark. And they were like, fair enough, you're back, blah, blah, blah. Crack on. And then literally a day later, um, Big Cyril phones me, Aston Villa on. And that was like a different, different kettle of fish. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. uh, they had finished fifth, sixth, three times in a row, get into like semi-finals of big, comp- big competitions and that. As, as much still I didn't want to go, Coley, it was, it was, it was the right decision. Do you know what I mean? For, for West Ham and for me to go at the time. And, and I went up and lucky enough to, to bump into some of my closest friends in football and work for Martin O'Neill, which as a manager at that time was absolutely perfect for me. Yeah. You had a hell of a team, didn't you, at that time? Yeah, I mean, um, unbelievable. I remember, I remember at one point you were really knocking on the door. Yeah, and yeah. You had, a, you had a great partnership with Big Dunny. And I mean, yeah. I, I never played with Richard Dunn, but I played against him many, many times. And like you and him were solid back there. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was a, he, it's very similar to yourself. He was a defender first and foremost, weren't yeah. he? You, was, you two were a nightmare to play with. Was that, was that you think, was that the, not the best partner? Because I know we don't like that question, but... You was you seem to me like at that time in your career, you and him were just you, yeah. your best not your best football but your best partnership. Did you like playing with Dunny? Loved it, mate. Yeah. From the minute we signed on the same day, right. they signed they 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 Aston Villa Nick Richard Dunn and I think he gets such a disservice, Coley, for, underrated, for the, for underrated, underrated for the for the player he was, mate. He was a big yeah. lad. Don't get me wrong, yeah. he's probably under a kilo or whatever, but he could shift, mate. Yeah, he had he had everything. He was. Strong in the air, he he was a phenomenal player, and he does. I don't think he's he ever got the credit he really deserved. But um, yeah, I think Villa nicked him for like five mil. He won he won Player of the Year five years on the bounce or something at City. Yes. And obviously the and, and obviously the big doe come in, and he's not the attractive sort of. Do you know what I mean? Footballer that they were after, and um, we nicked him. And like I said, both sat in the reception at, at, at Bodymore Heath at, at Villa, and just hit it off. Was it we like went, that? Was it like that? Um... What's that Will Ferrell film, Step Brothers? Did we just Step become Brothers. best friends? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> but we were, we were talking about having a pipe before we were talking about signing for Aston Villa. Peas in a pod, mate. Uh, mate honestly, two absolute, yeah, peas in a pod. You couldn't put any better. Uh, played the same, just insulated off, off the pitch. We both stayed in the belfry together. And yeah, it was just a, a special, a special bond, special relationship, like, I didn't want to let him down. He didn't want to let me down sort of thing. And I never forget, we signed for Villa, Coley, just quick. We signed for Villa, Martin O'Neill. He was, yeah. there, as, as you know, he's, he's not a, a tactical genius or anything yeah. like that. He, he just had a, like you say, we had a phenomenal team. He had a, he had a set of lads that were good footballers, knew what they were doing. So we signed on the Thursday, deadline day, and we're playing in the, we got Birmingham, Birmingham Derby on yeah. the Sunday. So we're in the meeting Saturday night, bloody blah, blah. Martin's doing a little thing, very little words, just probably watch a video, bloody blah, blah. So after it, me and Danny first meeting, he's gone, uh, you two, uh, any questions? Big, big Richie's gone, uh, big Danny's gone, yeah, boss, sorry, just, uh, what do we do from defensive set plays? Just so me and Ginge know, do you know what I mean? First game, you know, are we, are we man marking? Are we, are we, are we zone or what are we doing? He went, right, I'll tell you what we'll do. I've signed you two big fuckers to head the ball. <laughs> so you two stand on the six-yard box and fucking head it. And I kid you not, Coley. It's so simple. Like, you yeah. say that to players now, they'd be like, who is this guy? I know, I know. Coley, we conceded one goal all year. 
And me, I, and da- me and Danny sat on a six-yard box, mate, and just headed everything. As Wally Downs used to say when I was at Aston, uh, when I was at West Ham with him, he, he, he used to say on the sideline, "Chuck an oven in the box and ginger it." <laughs> <laughs> he went wrong, mate. He went wrong, uh, mate. So you know, like Martin, just so, like I said, not a tactical genius, mate, yeah. but just uh, just perfect for me. Go out and go out and be a defender. You ain't you, ginger. You ain't paid to hit these passes, you know, there's boys in front of you, the creative lads, they want more money than you. You win it back, you and Danny, and give it <laughs> and give it to the good players. You know That's... what I mean, Cody? But imagine saying that to a centre-half now, it'd be like, they think you're mad. I know, they, I know. They would, it's, like I said, I think that's the problem when you look at how football's evolved now. Like, it, the, the basics, I think I think the basics of defending, yeah. they concentrate too much on, you know, the, can the centre half receive the ball? Drop, yeah. drop, drop it into midfield. Drop that one. Yes, you want to do that. You want to play football, yeah. but the basics are the basics, isn't they? Yeah. And you have to Mate, do I, that I well. Used to, I used to love nothing more than the headers, the tackles, the clearances. Do you know what I mean? The blocks. That was that was what I was paid for. Yeah. I was I was paid to stop the ball going in the net. Yeah. You know, I wasn't I wasn't paid to be in doing bits of skill and running out from the back and that. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds old school, yeah. and you know I've obviously finished now and that, but. I, I, I don't being a, being a good centre half, a good defender, Cody. I don't care what club you're at, we'll never go out of fashion. No, nah, of course not, mate. And listen, Do you know what I mean. Look at look at the impact Ruben Diaz has come in and done yeah. at Man City. Good defender, first yeah. and foremost. And, and, and do you know what, Cody? Look what he's done to John Stones next to him as well. It's like something clicked with him. Yeah, and he's gone right. Okay, I need. Imagine imagine you're coaching John Stones, right? And I'm I, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of John Stones, and I just. You know, but I was losing faith because of mistakes, blah, blah, blah. But I've always loved him because I know he yeah, can yeah. do it. I've seen him do it. I remember his first game for Everton against us at West Ham and he marked the big man and he played yeah. him brilliantly. He like he lent on Andy Cowell, dropped, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kept him up the pitch. So he can do it. But no, that's, that's what I'm just thinking. Just jumping completely off the table a little bit. Well, I think people like yourself, you should be in football. If I was West Ham, not so much Moise is good defensively, but... A club where the defenders are a little bit, maybe Scotty Parker at Fulham, you know, still yeah. conceding goals. I'd be get ginging and just work on sessions and distances, blocks, yeah. body shape. You know, I, I think you've got. A, I think that's a thing for you, Ginge, because there yeah, ain't yeah, no. many like you anymore. Do you know what I mean? I, I, like I say, I, there is there is time to play. We all like to play. You, know, you want to yeah. play football the right way, but being a like I said, I go back to it, being a good defender, mate. I, I, I don't know if it's down to me. Loving that side of it, Do you know, it's probably my rugby background mm. coming from Wales and that. But just, just love the sort. Sounds a bit old school, like the rough and tumble of it. The having a tussle with the drogbas and all that, yeah. and, and, and and trying to make your mark on them. Yeah, obviously, you know, you, you've got to play as well. But um, like I said, I think I think there's a massive, a massive thing in football. You've got to look pretty, and it's got to be like this and it's that. But like I said, being a defender is 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 a job. You're there to stop. I don't care. I, I never used to care how I would keep the ball out of the net, Cody. It was just that was what I was there to do. Yeah, mate. And, and that will always be in football. No, always, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, Ginge, that Villa team, would you say that's the best yeah. side you played him? Ashley mile, Young, no, di- down him? No, 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 no disrespect to the, the, the teams I played in that, but absolutely by a mile, Coley. Good team, mate. You look really at that team, team, mate. It was a proper team. Um, Brad Friedling goals. Uh, we had me and Big Dunny, uh, Stevie Warnock. Yeah. You know I mean, at left back, Luke Young, in England international at right back. Yeah. Yeah, Stillian Petrov in his pump, Coley. What a player! Great player. Do you know what I mean? What a player. He's our skipper as well. Unbelievable yeah. lad on and on off the pitch. Another captain that was yeah, that was just brilliant. James Milner would yeah. run through a brick wall for you. Sat in there with Stillian Petrov. Look how Mil- Milner's yeah. career's gone. 
Amazing. Yeah. And then we had like Stewie Downing, got on yeah. to play for Liverpool, England. Do you know what I mean? 30, 30 odd caps. Ashley Young on the other wing. And then yeah. we had Gabby Agbonlaho, who was the quickest thing on two legs at the time. Yeah. And, and, and big John Carew up front, who no one could get near. Yeah. yeah. He had like Big Emil. Big Emil was there when I was yeah. there. Big Emil Heskey was on the bench, like, come on and, and do his stuff. Just, just, a, and again, like I said, go back to it. Didn't want to leave West Ham, but look, the team I went into, mate, like, it was, it was just a different sort of, again, no disrespect to any of the West Ham teams, but it was just a different level what I went into yeah. there, mate. The training ground. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go, dri- driving up there a Big Cyril, bless him. And it was just a different, different thing, mate. Massive club. Yeah. And you, so, I know you sort of, you know, you're an Essex, you know, we've established you're an East Londoner now at heart. So, you know, and, and Sam, your lovely wife and your kids, you're all settled in Bishop Stortford. Yeah. So you sort of split the difference between the two places. Yeah, exactly. And the, when the opportunity to come back, how was that? How did that feel to West Ham? Oh, mate. It, it went a bit sour at the end at Villa, yeah. to be fair. We had a bit of a run-in with me and Big Dunny. had a bit of a run-in with Gerard Houllier. Um it sort of got us into a bit of trouble, but we was doing it for all the right reasons. You know, it, is, it was one of these sort of um, team bonding dudes. Do you know what I mean? We weren't yeah. doing great. And we went out to watch a Champions League game or something like that as, as a team and have a bit of dinner and all that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. <clears throat> and we, I don't want to say didn't see eye to eye with Gerard and his staff and that. We just, all of us, not just me and Danny, the whole squad sort of, we weren't really getting him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was... It, for what we needed at that time, Martin had just left. It sort of, it didn't seem right. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, he was talking about pushing on for Europe and that, and we were struggling to stay in the league, let alone push yeah. off in Europe at the time. So, yeah, it didn't, and, and we got into, uh, had a team bonding night and when it went, went there, me and Danny, all, um, all good intentions of having a proper, you know, couple of beers and a, and, and a, not sort out, but a chat and like what we could do better, what we couldn't, what we didn't feel was right because we were probably the oldest boys. It was a young team yeah. at the time looking up to me and Big Danny and it, and it sort of turned a bit naughty, to be fair. Did it? Yeah, it got a bit uh, bit Wait, heated. Where, was, where did you have... Where was we you? Was at, we was at like a Champneys or something like that. Do you know what right. I think it was? Up in up towards Birmingham way. And uh, yeah, obviously the beer didn't help. The, the staff were having a drink and that was meant to be a relaxing one. But then, it, you know, so someone says something and then when you got a beer in you, so, do you know what I mean? It gets yeah. a bit heated and it, and it, and it bowled on and it, it did get a little bit heated and we actually got, it turns out in the end, they were trying to sack us for what we were saying, basically. And yeah. Me and Big Danny and it, and it did get like lawyers involved and PFA were involved, do you know what I mean? And we, and we generally went there trying to do a good thing for the club. Yeah. Uh, not, not the club, for all of us, for the, yeah. just trying to improve everything, do you know what I mean? And uh, that didn't help. Obviously that sort of, that sort of spelled the end for me at Villa, to be honest. And uh, I think Paul Lambert maybe came in after and you could tell straight away they, they'd, they'd been told to get rid of me. And then I'm, I'm away with Villa on pre-season and Nobes phones me out of the blue. Fucking that big nose, what are you phoning me for? Like, <laughs> I, 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 since I left, I've already spoke to you sort of thing. And he went, big Sam fancies you're back. Coley, I kid you not, when he said that, I was almost going to put my rucksack on the back and swing yeah. back to London. I was in, <laughs> I was in Chicago, I was in Chicago at the time. Yeah. And I just couldn't, it just couldn't have, it couldn't have come, that phone call off Nobs couldn't have come at a better time. It, honestly, the feeling I had, obviously the wife as well, moving back, you know what it's like yeah. with, with the girls, you know what yeah. I mean? When they, they, they've, everyone forgets they've got to move around the country with you and that. And you know what the Essex girls are like, they are yeah. like, they like, uh, they, like it, they like it at home, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to get that move back, mate, and to, and to come and work for, 
for Sam Allardyce, who I'd sort of seen from afar and always liked the way he sort of managed. You know, it was a, it was a it was a perfect combination at a perfect time. Did you did you went back after the promotion? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam got promoted. Yeah, so I only I mean, ever played for I only ever played for West Ham in the Prem, which was mad. Like the, I left the first time they got relegated. Like I joined after it just come up. When I left, they got relegated the season after, and then I signed back when they came back up. I mean, like, so that team, you know, I like I said, I I know I joined a couple of years later. Yeah, so it was a year like it might have been a year like I can't remember. And Sam, he's very good at what he does. So coming into that dressing room, and I've known. I knew Nobe since he was a boy because he played yeah. with my brother course, yeah. at West Ham and I knew a few of the lads, um, played with Kev in the 21s a couple of times. But, mate, I, I just loved it. I loved that set of lads coming back to West Ham. It was like coming, coming back home, you know, in the family and, and you know, meeting you, yourself. And I just, mate, I, yeah. just, I, loved, I loved that that team. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I was, it was 18 a, it months was a great, I was there. It was a great time, it. Colley, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a great time, wasn't it? It was. We had a few. I got carried uh, home I, I, in Dubai. Do you want to talk? To... <laughs> oh, mate, I was going to mention that. It's <laughs> funny enough. I was speaking to my. I was speaking to my missus about it the other day. Remember Big Bubs that used to drive us about? Yeah, yeah. Bubbles. Remember the cab driver? Yeah. So I remember one of them trips out in Dubai, mate. I've come out mangled, drinking with Big Andy and yourself and Kev Nolan. Do you know what I mean? They, I, I like a pint, and I can put a pint yeah. away. But yeah, it was it was a heavy one. So I've come out in the middle of Dubai at this club. And I phoned Big Bubs to come and pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> the geezer's in Cannon Town and I'm in the middle of Dubai, rolled out of some nightclub. And uh, I've got Bubsy, come and pick me up, mate. He went, where are you? I went, I don't know, mate. I'm at a roundabout or something. He went, Ginger, you're in fucking Dubai, mate. I went, yeah, can you get here, though? <laughs> Absolutely mangled, mate. And... Uh, that's brilliant. But Bubsy, would, I'm surprised he just didn't keep it quiet and just give you the invoice and have three days in Dubai yeah, picking you up. He, he probably did. Yeah. He's picked me up. He's picked me up from everywhere. Race courses, fucking everywhere. He used to, he used to, honestly, mate, pick me up in some pickles, that geezer. Yeah. I loved it. And, and Sam, just like, he seemed to get, like you said, if you're a centre half, I mean, listen, it wasn't great for me at the age I was. Nah, yeah, he, yeah. he played me on the wing. I was like, I can't do that no more. Like, I ain't got that running in behind and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. But for a centre half, he, I think he's like if my son was a centre half, I'd, I'd want him to play for Sam because he seemed to work with you consistently. Remember all those, those Thursdays we used yeah. to do, Coley. He used to take us every Thursday, and hopefully, when I if, if I get into coaching and that, that that session he used to do, going back to what we were talking about previously yeah. about being a good defender, that session that Sam used to do with us, the, the back four who was yeah. going to play on the Saturday, it's the best defensive session I've ever done under yeah. any manager. And, yeah, yeah. and people from the outside would probably look in and go, ah, oh, it's a bit old school. But it was perfect. Win your headers, yeah. good clearances. Do you know what I mean? Getting, yeah. getting, getting the ball away from the box. And it was, I say, it, people would probably look at Sam and not like the way he played. And like, mm. certainly for the boys like yourselves, who like the ball into feet mm. and stuff like that. We, we didn't play that way. Obviously, we had Big Andy up, up front, which was, which was sort of probably, a curse and a blessing in a way for yeah. Sam because we, we knew we could bang it up to Big Andy and he could hold it up but it was a nightmare for you boys who yeah. wanted it wanted to play but certainly playing for Sam as a centre half I, I probably I think at Villa was probably my best time as well I was playing my best football almost got in the Champions League FA Cup semi-final yeah. League Cup but I think coming back to West Ham at probably 28-29 is probably where I learned my most as a centre half under Sam yeah. do you know what I mean as in positioning and like I said clearances and stuff like that. I learned a lot from Big Richard Dunn. Of course I did. Like, yeah. 
so that stuff. But the, the, the nitty gritty of being a defender, I, I, yeah, like I said, the, first, the, the two three years I had in the Sam, I think I in, improved my improved my game massively. Yeah, it was, yeah, that session for people like it was. I mean, I was we we got sent away and we was doing like something fun yeah. like finishing or yeah, tennis yeah. or something. We look yeah. over and ever you like just. Getting balls larrap down and just shredding it. And he used to, he used to, he used to stand me and big, probably Winston Reed at the yeah. time on the edge, on the edge of the eighteen yard box. Right, you'd get every other defender with a ball up on the halfway line and just lump balls at us. Yeah, and you'd have to head these balls. And if you headed a good one, he would be absolutely. Do you know if you cleared it up to the halfway line, he would be absolutely buzzing, Coley. Yeah, it was like you scored a goal or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He'd be like, are we? Don't worry, Ginge. Only twenty more. We we'll get the paracetamol out when we get into the dressing room and that. It just, <laughs> like I said, it seems old school, Coley, but it was, it was, it is what it was. Yeah, it, it, no. Well, it was what it was. But yeah, all yeah. of these teams have always defended well. So I mean, you've yeah. got to look at it like that. I remember my first session with him, just before the Man United game when you scored, yeah. and I've got it off of the right back and turned that and tried to just like, like ping it out wide with the outside and be right. I've just heard his whistle. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here what's he want we don't do that here son as the ball comes into you you see that beach grass over there just drop it in there and then we'll okay, get up the there. pitch I thought oh, yeah. for fuck's sake well, what's what's right, saying, saying that though how, how mad was he on his stats and that mate do you mate, know what I mean brilliant like, you see, you, people don't see that he was mad for a stat wasn't he I know. he'd know that 40% of goals come from a throw in or something like yeah. that wouldn't he yeah, yeah, I and, mean, and, and, he, he simplified it, didn't he, Ginge? He simplified yeah. it. And he made it so, right, so I remember he sort of, he brought it down into eight-game spells. We had Kevin yeah, Davis yeah. on, he said the same thing. He must have been doing the same things with Bowen. Same thing, everyone. I think yeah, with yeah. a certain group of players, like like to do a certain job, it's why he's been brought in at West Brom. I'm not sure it'll yeah. work now, but no. if a certain group of players... You need the, you need the, the players to buy into it, Cody, don't yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. I don't think, sure. and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a bit on BT about this I don't think the players that Sam needs today to do this yeah. job like yourself like Richard yeah. Dunn's um, Kevin Nolan Randy Carroll's the players who, who I don't think they exist anymore that type no, of player don't, who could buy into that so I think yeah. listen he's, he, I just think that's why West Brom he hasn't I don't think I, I don't think going out in the transfer window I don't know where them players are honestly no. like who buy into it I really don't no disrespect like that's what I'm saying. Like people, people don't want to play like that, do they? No, you know what I mean, no. But they're not brought up like that now. Not, the the academy not, no. systems. Are... That, that's that's not how people play football now. Which is not how Sam Allardyce is a results man, isn't he? Do you yeah. know what I mean? He, he would he would he would play any team in any way to to get three points on a Saturday. Whether it's one nil, four three, he wants three points, and he yeah. and he finds a way. Like I said, the players have got to buy into it, mm. but he he finds a way of doing it. Like yeah. I said, I'm not sure. It's, doesn't look like he's got them players at West Brom, so I don't think it's going to work, unfortunately. No, no. And football's, football's evolved. Yeah. Um, football's evolved. Ginge, quickly go on International Week now. Yeah. You know, you talk to me, watching from Euro 2016 from afar, you're part of the squad. Um, talk to me about that, because you look like, no to a camaraderie within yeah. it. You lost to England... But you yeah. qualified first in the group, is that right? Yeah, we, we topped the group, mate. Yeah, top the group. We had him in a group, and obviously, when when the when the games got brought out, we, we're playing England's second game, and it was like, wow, that's the big game. But we never talked, we never spoke about it. Do you know what I mean? And going back to your uh, original sort of question, that that group of lads we had, mate, you talk, you don't see before that or after that. I don't think I've ever been involved in a in an international setup 
where you've had a group of lads that it was like playing for a club team. Yeah. It was, it was, Cody, I, I kid you not, mate, it was incredible. The bond that, that we had, uh, Cookie, Chris Coleman, the manager, and, and, and his staff were massive in that. I don't know if you know Cookie or ever worked I've with him or whatever, nah, but nah. what a, what a fella, mate. Yeah. I mean, football man is in, bit old school, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I had good people around him and just a top, top fella. And, um, we just had this sort of, we, we come up with a slogan. It was like together stronger, which was, sounds a bit naff and a bit cliche and that, but it was, it was, it just summed us up perfectly as a mm. group of players. It was like going into a club team and it was, it, and we had, we had good lads, you know, like proper hard workers. And obviously we had Gareth Bale and we had two world class players that we knew if us other eight, nine players behind them were solid and, and did our jobs, we had these two boys that could, could win games from anything. Yeah. And that's what they've done in qualifying and, that, and that's how we got there in the first place. Mate, like looking from from an England perspective, I'd finished my England career by then, but yeah. look, I was, it, you look almost looked at it with jealousy. Like, I want to take what you had at Wales yeah. and put it into England, which we've, we've never had until, I think, I think now, some semblance yeah. of it now. Yeah. We never had it as players and for whatever reason, but you said you need the right manager like a, like a Coleman... Yeah, realised that, mate, and you nearly did it. Like, and by the way, you had some good players as well, Ginger. Yeah, R- do you know what? Co- yeah, 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 well. yeah, we did. Yeah, like Joe Allen. Do you know what I mean? He was what a player. I mean, how he's still playing at Stoke, I don't know. I know mm. he's had his injuries and that, but what a player. Um, like I said, I can only put it down to Coley. It's just it was like a, I don't know. It was like the biggest, like brotherhood, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one wanted to let anyone down. There was none of this club sort of rivalry or anything like that that you hear that used to go on at England. Yeah. And just, just loved playing for our country. Loved everything about it. Do you know what I mean? He, the gaffer made it nice Easter. You hear about these training camps that were like regimented and blah, yeah. blah, blah, no one's out. We used to meet up and he'd let us go out. Like we weren't training on a Monday. He'd meet up on a Sunday. He'd let Cookie would let us go out for a couple of beers in Cardiff on a Saturday night. We'd all, yeah. every, everyone would be out. It wouldn't be five lads out, Cody. Yeah. It'd be everyone. Nah, brilliant. And that sort of, that sort of, just and it all stemmed from there, mate. And then obviously, when it's going well on the pitch, you know yeah. that, that makes everything better, doesn't it? Yeah, we've talked about the England Wales rivalry. I remember, um, I, I mean, a bit oblivious to it, like you know, it's us Englishmen are like it's just whatever. Do you know what I mean? So we play. I don't know if you played in the game. We 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 beat um, Wales one 0 at Cardiff. I scored. Yeah, I played. And, um, yeah. I can do like nothing. And I went I went to Cardiff for a night out about six months later to an Oasis concert. Just. <laughs> These three yeah, geezers, counters. mate, come up to me, right? Like, first of all, I didn't understand what they were saying, right? And I was like, he's, he's like tapping me on the shoulder. And I'm at the bar, and it's late, because I've been, I've been, I was on it. I was, I was on the, um, I was drinking, and I was, I was, I was lagging. Not so much, and they said something, man, and he was like, like, will you show your face here? And I've just had really? to go. I just went full charm offensive. Hello, hello, young man. What can I do for you? I've got. Oh, that game. Don't worry about that. I didn't really want. I was like, I didn't want to score that one. Now that you were the better side that day, we got lucky. We got lucky. You're much better side. And by couple the end of, of the drink. night, a couple of drinks, lads. Couple of, bought him a couple of drinks. I thought, oh, I'm getting out of this place. Bought him a couple of drinks. Ended up having a drink with them. But my best mates at the end of the night. They were going to fill me yeah. in. But like, the rivalry. So going into that game against England, talk to me. How, how did you boys? Was it like in English past? Not English, but nah, nothing, was it a bit of that? Nothing, nothing too much like that. Um, like I said, we didn't really speak about it. And then 
obviously the questions are going to get asked and that. And I yeah. think Gaz, Gaz Bale and Rambo had done a couple of, uh, couple of like interviews and they asked Gaz like how many of the English team would get in this current Welsh team or something like that. And Gaz went none. It's a, yeah. it's a stupid question. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Guy, what, what's he going to say? Like, yeah. not naming names. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we went none. And then that sort of, then the press got on it and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And we, we never spoke about it, Cody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we had won the first game. So we knew we were in a good position. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a phenomenal team playing England. Um, and it was just, I hate to say it, mate. It was just another game. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was, and, and, that's, and that's the way we looked at it. Yeah. Uh, didn't go our way. Uh, I remember I was on the bench and uh, there's one all. I think Gaz has scored a free kick and Jamie Vardy's yeah. got one. And then, was it Danny Welbeck or uh, Daniel St- Sturridge, Sturridge scored? scored yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The last thing I remember, Cody, right, is mm. Gary Neville, yeah. assistant at the time, sprinting past our bench and doing a full-blown, like, half sprint down to celebrate with the lads in the corner. Yeah. You can imagine me, Cody, I was fuming, mate. Yeah. I was gone with it. Do you did, know did I, you I, tell I, him? Um, I don't think I could get near him, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think the lads were letting me get near him. But um, no, nah, nothing like that. Just, uh, do you know, it was one of them. It was like, fair enough. Like we were, it's probably an equal game. A draw would have been, would have been, yeah, more than acceptable for both teams. And he's ran past our bench, waving his arms. Me, I was fuming. And and like you say, that and the beauty about our squad at the time was, we got in the dressing room. Cookie said his his bits and bobs, mate, and that was gone. That, yeah. was, that was put to bed and he was on to the next one because we still knew if we beat beat Russia that we had topped the group. Yeah. So, and, and we went on and done that and then, like I say, what what went on from there was was absolutely the best time of my career, uh, spending it with lads that, not just that I was teammates, but lads that I genuinely enjoyed my time with. Good, mate, you know what, that's, it's so nice to hear, Ginge, because, yeah. you know, like, I, I, like, I, used to get, like, I used to love going away with England. Mm. Like, I forget what that's like, just, Playing for your country is the pinnacle, ain't it? Yeah, of course. Like, you know, I, just, I hope the lads, I think they do. I hope the lads yeah, I feel think, that yeah, way yeah. now. I think that looking at England now, I think you get more of that, more of that vibe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Certainly from when you boys, you know, I was looking for my father. When you boys were playing, it was this talk of like the north-south divide and and yeah. and lads, you know, not really speaking and that. You know, it, it, it mind boggles me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You're playing for your country. You should be doing yeah. everything in your powers together to... To get results, you know what I mean? Because if you're successful, gee, like, you know, imagine you boys had yeah. gone on and won the Euros or the World Cup as a, as a team, which you probably should have looking at your team, Cody, shouldn't yeah. you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah like I said, it's the, it's the best. I go back to him, but Cookie was massive, especially for me. I was, I was probably a bit, I was a bit older. I was probably, th- I think I was 32 at the time. And I knew, sort of going into it, I knew I wasn't going to play much part in the, in the actual mm. tournament. And obviously, I had a young family at the time. So I, I didn't overly enjoy the, the whole experience of playing international football. If I'm, yeah. I love the games and the training and that, but it, I, I struggled a bit being with away. the old town, with being away from my family. I was I'm always a, obviously a family man, and just the times in the hotel and that, Cody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A bit it cut to an end where sort of the the game was changing. Mate, I was knocking on hotel doors for a beer, and they was all playing the PlayStation. <laughs> and I, 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 I didn't know I didn't know what to do with myself. But um, yeah, that's certainly the Euros, mate. Best time of my life by an absolute country mile. Oh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Right, every week, Ginge, me and the big man, when he turns up for work, we do uh, the predictions. Now, we get our guests on and we have a, it's me against the guest against Tom. Uh, he's having to text these results in at the moment. But last week, I got a clean sweep, three out of three, which is probably one of the... Like, yeah, I'm in the lead. I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but I think I'm in the lead. So if I give you three games, Ginge, you just yeah. tell me... 
Who do you think is going to win or draw? And you get a point each. Don't, so don't, need, a score, don't need a score prediction. No? Don't need a score. You, you can throw it in if you want to put extra swaz on it. It's up to you. Right, right. So this, Go obviously... Away. Fire away. Fire away. I ain't got a Scooby. It's international weekend, so I ain't got a Scooby on some of these teams. Right. Scotland against Austria, Thursday night. What are we thinking? Uh, one all draw. One all draw. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Scotland and uh, Coral Odds, Shay Adams first goal scorer five to one on his debut, the new Scottish centre forward. What do you make Sounds of all like that, that? Being a true Welshman, you know, when well, I no, we, we we didn't allude to it, but you know when you get like players, we did a couple of times with like Owen Hargreaves coming over to play for England. Yeah, um, you know. He's, English heritage, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where else we got lads who? Mate, we had a we had a point under John Tosh like, where I think people were having sandwiches in fucking Bridge End Services and getting a cap for Wales <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I think if you crossed the bridge at one point, John Tosh like, was on the phone asking <laughs> if you could play for uh, play for Wales. But uh, yeah, mate, we've had we've had plenty over the over the years. There was a couple. I remember there was one fella who said, uh, "I can't remember what it might have been." Vinnie Jones said. He, he owned a Tom Jones album once, so it made him eligible <laughs> yeah. to play for Wales. <laughs> the thing is, Big Vinny played for, I think he played four or five times for Wales. He yeah. turns up on Harry's Heroes thing the other day, playing for England. It was like, what's, <laughs> or like managing them or helping them. Do you know what I mean? I was like, what's going on here? Mate, it's a fluid world we live in, Ginge. Uh, mate, honestly. 2021. All right, okay, second one. The big one. Albania versus England, and now I ain't got a Danny LaRue about Albania, so go on, what Jeez. are you thinking? Uh, I'll go Albania, England will be 5 now. England. Oh, you can bold there, Ginge. Um, listen, You'd like I, to think so against Albania, wouldn't you? Yeah, but well, I don't know anything. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go England win 5 0. Go on, go on, the boys. <laughs> now, last game, your boys. Wales are two to one to qualify for the World Cup and 151 to win the World Cup outright. Um, I think Coral are taking the right liberty there. I think you could put an extra zero on that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that's proper stingy, Coral. Come on, you, you, you give me those odds, Cody, and I'll have a hundred quid on it. <laughs> I would want to take your money, mate. Wales at home to Czech Republic. What do you reckon? I would go for a two-one Wales win. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Czech Republic are decent. Yeah, decent team. They're, they're decent side. You've yeah. got the, the... They've got two West Ham boys Two there. West Ham boys, Suchek, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I'm going to go with draw. Oh, yeah? I think it'll be a draw, yeah. In Cardiff. Um, is it? Yes, yeah, in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, like you said, this modern football, I, f- I just think without the fans in... The yeah. Home and away it doesn't matter. Like a tra- little bit of travel. To be fair, go, going back to it, our, our home fans, mate, Wales were huge. Unbelievable, are huge mate. for us. I played uh, Cardiff. We played a cup final. My first cup final against Liverpool in Cardiff with a roof off. Yeah, unreal, best man. atmosphere ever, mate. You know what? All, the roof the fans, on. Sorry, the roof yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, roof yeah. on. All, all the fans loved it, mate, because you've never been in a stadium like it where you literally walk out of out of Cardiff. You know the the Millennium Stadium at the time, and it's like you're in Benidorm, mate. <laughs> you're, you're straight onto St Mary Street in Cardiff, and it is carnage. Yeah, so I, I think that's what, for that, mate. I love, that, I love my nights out in Cardiff. I've only had a couple, but um, I think that's why all the all the uh, all the boys and and sort of the fans used to love playing the cup finals in Cardiff. Yeah. And like some of my best nights out have been going to watch Wales at the Millennium Stadium, Cody. Do you know what I mean? It's 
there's something about those Welsh people, mate. Yeah, mate, listen, sort of the earth. Anyway, yeah, Ginge, yeah, love you, fella. It's been a pleasure. Right, Carly, love you, mate. And um, I'll see you. I'll see you for a pint soon. I'm sure. Definitely, mate. Can't Take wait. Take care. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.